Hello everyone. Hey, this is Phil. Welcome to the Vision Church Podcast. I just want to share with you a few things this morning. And really what I want to do is fan the flame of your heart. Maybe blow on the embers uh, of your heart this morning. And, you know, like Michael Culliano said, I haven't come or on this podcast this morning to wow you, but I've come to woo you. You know, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and was born and raised there, lived there until I was 25 years old when I moved to Phoenix and married my wife. And, you know, growing up there, uh, there was a time when we lived right down the street from Oral Roberts University. And Oral Roberts University is a campus that, at that time, many people would travel and, I, and I'm sure it is that way today, too, where people would travel across the country and even around the world to come and see the praying hands or the prayer tower or to see the campus. And, you know, honestly, growing up there, living there, I never went to, uh, you know, get my picture taken with the praying hands or read the plaques. Um, I, ne- I never went into the prayer tower personally. I remember my parents taking me when I was a little boy, but... But I just didn't go and do that. And, and the reason I didn't was familiarity. Those things became common to me because I lived there and I grew up there. I was used to seeing them. And I think the danger for many Christians is to allow our love to become a common thing. The Bible says to allow your love to grow cold toward God. And, you know... In Leviticus chapter 10, I was reading recently that even, that we have to distinguish between what is sacred and what is common. And so my prayer for you is that you would distinguish between what's common and what's sacred. That you would distinguish between what draws you to Him and what pulls you away from Him. And that we would be so drawn to the sacred that there would be no place in our heart for the common you know, the things that are common to man. And so with that, I want to share a verse with you today in Luke chapter 10. In verse 38, it says, Now it happened as they went that he, Jesus, entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, uh, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, another translation says, Martha, dear Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. That verse, that last verse in verse 42, the, where it says, but one thing is needed, in the God's Word translation, that same verse says, there's only one thing you need. Now, I think you need to take that to heart, all of us do, that there is only one thing that we need. In the Living Bible, it says, there is really only one thing worth being concerned about. Man, that's a word for people who deal with fear, who deal with anxiety, is that there is only one thing worth being concerned about. The Passion Translation says it this way. It says, Mary discovered the one thing, most important, 
by choosing to sit at my feet. So Mary chose that good thing. And he went on to say that it's not going to be taken away from her. And so what Jesus is teaching us in this verse is that there is one thing that is important for you and I to focus on. There's one thing that if we put our eyes on Him, if we sit at the feet of Jesus, all of our needs will be obliterated. All all of our worries and concerns will be destroyed because we're at His feet and our focus is only one thing. Think about a life where you wouldn't care what other people think because you care more about what He thinks. You care more about what pleases Him. And so that's your focus. And so that was Mary's focus. And Mary was quite a woman. Um, it says in John 11, verse 2, that it, that it was this Mary who anointed Jesus with fragrant oil. Um, you know, theological claims are that this is the same Mary that, that poured the oil on Jesus' feet. And so she's distinguished by this sacred act. And every time that we see her, we see her going low. You know, and so in other words, what she had done was so significant that it marked who she was in history. No one else did this but her. In fact, Jesus said this about her in Matthew 26. He said, I say to you, who, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will be told as a memorial to her. So what is it about Mary? What, why is she, she so special to Jesus? The reason that this woman is so special to him is because he is so special to her. And in her heart, she's taken with him. And that took his heart from him. She captured his heart. So right there and right here, Jesus gives us the necessity for life. One thing. One thing. Wow, that's such a powerful word. And so what I want to do is I want to draw some contrasts between Mary and and her sister Martha. And I want to show you that, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to do that next Sunday. Um, and so I want to encourage you to be there and invite friends to be there because this is a this is a powerful word from God that we need to hear and that we need to walk in because Mary became the perfect example of what the gospel can do in a human heart. The way that she loved she was the one that was at his feet. In fact, every time you see her referred to in the Bible, she's always at Jesus' feet. And, you know, while, while other people were standing, she was at his feet. While other people's heads were up high, her head was down low. And so I think this is just such a, a powerful example and I don't know about you, but in, in Vision Church, in our church family, we want the presence of God like never before. I personally believe that we are closer to the second coming of Christ than we have ever been. And this is not a time to pull away. This is not a time to deconstruct, deconstruct beliefs because we don't have that authority 
we can't deconstruct something that God constructed. You know, it's not even possible. Um, and w- when when we make Jesus Lord of our life anyway, our rights are surrendered. We surrendered them to Him. And so, so I'm going to finish this up next week, but I just want to say that I love you, that Nicole and I are praying for you. We pray for you. Every day we pray for our church family on a regular basis and we're excited about the different things that God is doing and we're excited about the fire that is burning brighter and brighter. So let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for every person listening. Lord, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is working in all of our hearts. Lord, that you are blowing on the embers, that you are throwing gasoline on the fire of our heart for you. Lord, For that we would come back to our first love if we've left it. Lord, I pray for those that are away from you, that need to come back to you, that are hearing this word. I pray for those that don't know you, that want to experience you in a real way. I pray that you would be made real to them in a way that is undeniable. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our church family. And we just glory in your presence. We give the glory that people try to give us to you. We give all glory to you, all honor, all praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you next Sunday. I'm looking forward to being able to to finish this message and to take you to the place that God wants us to go to. We love you. Have a great week. God bless.